0: Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast, and welcome back everybody. Hope you're all doing great. Um, I believe this is our last teaching on the subject, and the subject is uh, submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And the last, the last podcast was on the actual uh, spiritual weapons. That's part of the armor of God, and I think I went over three, and there's three left. uh, So I'm gonna go over those. Um, There's just one verse I would like to add to the previous teaching. Uh, That had to do with the helmet of salvation. How do we protect our mind from the attacks of the enemy? Um, I want to bring up to you guys Romans 12.2. Please pay really good attention to it. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, you know, if you're wondering, how do I protect my mind from these attacks of the enemy, these negative thoughts, these the thoughts of, you know, that I can't do this, that I'm in doubt, or I don't have what it takes, or I'm a lack, or I can't make this work, or I have no power over this. How do we come against those thoughts that are against the word of God? Remember, when you change your thinking, you will change your decisions. If you change your decisions, you will change your actions, and then your life will go in the right direction if you're honoring God, right? Um, so this verse is saying, don't conform to the pattern of this world. it's saying, but transform your mind by renewing it with the word of God, and how will you know what God's will perfect will is by knowing his word? So I just wanted to share that with you. I should have shared it here in the last teaching, but um, I forgot, so I just thought I added. And during this teaching anyway there's three armors left and i'm going to try to go over them quickly um so one the one that was left was the shield of faith part of the armor of god is the shield of faith again the roman soldier had a shield which was pretty much covered his whole body okay it's a, sh- a shield that was important to a soldier it provided them uh, with protection right um, and now how does that compare to a spiritual shield of faith? Well, let's go to scripture. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, <clears throat> Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. So what is faith? Faith is believing something that right now in our in the physical realm, what's going on right now, we don't see it. We don't see it happening. But we see it far, you know further in the future. We can see it happening, but not now. Faith is believing, even though I don't see it now, but I do know it's going to happen. Um, I want to share you guys a story from the Bible that has really struck a chord with me when I have was struggling with my faith. Um, and that's in Romans 4, 19 through 24. This is a story of Abraham when God promised him that he's going to have a son. And he was, you know, getting up there in age and his wife, Sarah, was barren. And so let me just read you guys the scripture and you'll understand what I'm talking about. It says, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness the words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. Really the emphasis for the sake of this teaching is the, is the first part of this passage that says even though he knew he's old, that in the, physically it's impossible for somebody 100 years old and his wife was what in her 90s uh, and barren all her life, Physically impossible for her to bear children, but because God had told him, had promised him, "You're going to have a son." It says he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. Um, you know, it says that he strengthened his faith and he gave glory to God. It says he was fully persuaded that God has power to do the impossible, to do what He had promised. So what did he do? He didn't look at the physical. What's going on? Okay, here, here it is. Here's the situation. Let's be realistic. Let's be normal and look at what's going on. He wasn't. He said, no, I'm not moved by that. I don't care what the physical realm says. I don't care what I see. I don't care what I hear. I believe that God who promised the impossible is able to do it because God had given him a promise. And really, it's our job to go seek and find God's promises for our lives. But I just think that's a wonderful example of because we're as humans, we you know, live through our senses. We want to see, feel, touch you know taste and though okay i believe this thing is real and if you don't see it we say well i can't believe that that's you know if you if you talk about promises in scriptures to some people who are not followers of christ who are not truly believers or who don't know the truth they might say ah oh, that's so far-fetched are you kidding me that's not going to happen look what's going on now look in front of you look what the physical world is telling you well we are spiritual being living in a physical body And the bible says to renew our mind with the word of god and to believe god and his promises so I thought that was just a wonderful example to share. Um, and just remember that faith just reminds us through the fulfillment of God's promises that may, we may not see right away. We may not see right now, but it's in the future. Um, so when the enemy tries to come against you and attacks you and you see in the physical God's promises are not there, it's not happening. Remember 1 John 5, 4, it says, Everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So basically, it's saying your faith can overcome anything. So just remember that next time. And if you're being tempted to kind of be moved from that position of faith, just pray for God to strengthen you and to take you to the right scripture. Um, Okay, you guys, so the next armor that I'm going to talk about is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, this is really important because this is the only part of the armor that attacks back, attacks the enemy. All the other ones protect us. This part of the armor attacks, which is the word of God. And just remember, how did Jesus do battle when he was tempted in the wilderness by the enemy, by Satan three times? What did he say? What weapon did he use? He used the word of God. He says, "It is written." Remember, he con- every every time he quoted scripture because he knew scripture, right? <laughs> so, one, for us to to use that offensive weapon, we have to know scripture or at least have it handy for you guys for different situations have scripture that you can use um, because the sword of the spirit uh, is, is the word of God. Um, that's why it's so powerful. That's why it's so important for us to study the Bible, be familiar, you know, with, with scripture and with the truth and the power that goes with it. Um, now you might say, well, why is the word of God so powerful? And how does that, how is that in offensive weapon well let's let's read the bible and see so hebrews 4 12 says for the word of god is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even to the dividing soul and spirit joints and marrows it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart so it says the word of god is what is alive and active that's why that's why we cannot just say whatever we want or like you know make our own affirmations but it has to be the word of God okay Luke 137 says for no word from God will ever fail if God if it's in the Bible then then that's the word of God it's not going to fail us Isaiah 55 11 says so is my word that goes out from my mouth it will not return to me empty but uh, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it remember we're not here for ourselves to live you know, to live in this life for our own pleasure. We're here to be in relationship with God and to live for his purpose, for his will, right? So the Bible, the, this verse is telling us that the word of God, what does it do when we speak it? You know, remember, if you're born again, believer, the Holy Spirit lives in you. So when you speak scripture, Holy Spirit is speaking, right? <clears throat> so it says that it will not return void. It's going to go out there and it will accomplish something. Jeremiah 23, 29 said, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces, fire, you know, something immediate, uh, engulf, engulf something, right? Or a hammer that gradually, you apply it, you apply it, and it finally will break that rock. So maybe there, you, there is a stronghold, you're in a bondage, continue to say the word of God over that situation. And it says it's what's going to happen. Finally, that hammer is going to break that rock. Finally, you will be released from that bondage. It could be immediate. It could be, you know, um, it could be a journey. Um, but regardless, it's going to happen. You're going to see victory if you use the word of God, if you believe it and apply it. So really the word of God, it just cuts through all the lies of the enemies. It, it establishes um, the word of God is the true thing. It's our footing. And it brings us victory. So it's really important, you guys. You want to fight back the enemy. It's good to know scripture. And it's really good. I I think sometimes we could be under such uh, intense pressure from the enemy in our mind and our thoughts. That's why I think it's good to memorize a whole chapter of the book. For example, I've memorized Psalm 23. You know, it goes like this. I'm just going to quote a little bit of it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He, He makes me lie down in green pasture. He walks me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me beside the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And, and all goes on. It's honestly not that long. It's short. So I've memorized that. So when I'm under intense pressure, I'll just continually quote Psalm 23. And it honestly helps me. Um, I know a pastor that came to our church a long time ago. He had memorized the whole Psalm 139, which talks about you are the God's you know, most precious creation. And he created it in your mother's womb. So that's kind of long. I hope that someday I'll have that memorized. But you guys pick from Psalm Proverbs. Like if you can memorize a whole book, you know, and when you're under intense pressure, just code it out loud. Or if you're not good with memorizing, print it and carry it with you. Put it on your phone and your notes in your phone somewhere, but have access to it. Okay, you guys. So that was the second armor of um that was another part of the um our spiritual armor that's from god and um the last one is the feet the feet that are ready to take the gospel of peace now um there's two there's kind of like two different messages in this i believe from what i understand so again it's parallel to the the shoes that roman soldiers were wearing they had spikes under them and Spikes under them where they could plant themselves and not be pushed around, or they could trample the enemy with it, um, or they could go long distance because they were strong and stable and comfortable for them. So really, this has to do with peace. When you stand your ground in peace, no matter what's coming against you, you're fighting a battle. And how many times are we rattled when something goes wrong? When something is not our way, how many times immediately we lose our peace? We lose our joy. You know, uh, we give that end road to the enemy to come and uh, steal our joy and our peace with us because things are not the way we want them to be. Things are not the right way. Things are wrong. They're not going the way it should be. And we've done everything we can on our part. And uh, now we're frustrated. So this is a spiritual weapon that you guys can use is when you hold your ground, you you know, you, you put those. Uh, boots that have spikes under them in the ground, which is peace, and you're, you're gonna say I'm not gonna be re- I'm not gonna be moved, pushed around from my position of peace. And you're gonna say, how is that possible? Well, it's possible because you have all these other parts of the armor that you have been using, right? You have attacked back with the word of God, right? You are right with God. You are saved. You're His child. He's heard your prayers. You have faith. His promises will come to pass. So when the enemy tries to push you, you're going to say, nope, not being moved from this position of peace. But it also says that um, that are the feet that are ready to take the gospel of peace. So maybe it has to do with us going preaching the gospel to somebody else, coding it, and actually being a light in the world. To me, it sounds like that that will bring us peace. That's a spiritual weapon too, and that will bring us peace as well. So for you guys to be able to Hold on to your peace. Listen to these uh, scriptures. Colossians 3:5 says, I'm sorry, 3:15 says, "Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful." So you have to, if you don't have it, pray for God. Say, Lord, the, the Bible says that the peace of Christ can rule, rule you guys. What does rule mean? Take authority, control everything else in my heart, right? 1 Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. When something is coming against you, it's taking away your peace, your joy. It's making you anxious. Say, Lord, I'm casting all that. I can't handle it. I don't know what to do. I'm casting all my care on you. I'm not going to worry about it. Actually, I'm just taking a vacation from that thought. Okay, for a while. I'm, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm casting it on you because your word says you care for me. So you handle it, Lord. You tell me what I need to do, but I just need a break from it. <laughs> OK, Matthew 11:28 28 through 30 says, um, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, so another another scripture that Jesus is telling us, listen, you, there's too much you can handle. Things are coming against you. Come to me. So how do you go to him? You go to scripture, you go to prayer, you talk to him, you tell him what's on your heart, and you find scripture. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. There is a promise in this scripture, you guys. It says, first of all, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. The Bible is saying, I don't, Jesus is saying, I don't care. Come to me and pray, pray to me, ask me and give thanksgiving. You might say, how? why Why should I give thanksgiving when I'm dealing with a situation that is like coming against me and it's hard for me and I don't want to deal with it. Well, because you have a savior that loves you, who's going to help you, that the outcome is going to be good one way or another, or somehow it'll benefit you. Just praise God, if anything for salvation, Right. So still give him thanks. And it says, when you do that, what's going to happen? A peace of God that we cannot, literally not understand where this peace comes from. It, it says it transcends all understanding. Will God, what? It will guard your heart and guard your mind. So if the attack is on your mind, it will guard it. This peace of God will guard your mind where you might say, hey, this thing doesn't bother you anymore. I mean, my problem is not solved. I prayed, I surrendered to God. And for some reason, well, I'm at peace. And, you know, people around you might say, how can you be at peace? Like you should be rattled, you should be mad, you should be angry. You're like, yeah, I know, but I prayed, but and, and, and I gave it to God, and I trust the scripture, and all of a sudden I'm just peaceful about it. I don't know, you know, like I do know where this peace came from. It came from God. That's what the Bible says. Okay, one more verse, you guys. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. You guys, another way you can do battle, um, it is through worship. Um, So another word you can hold your peace is play worship music. Pay attention to the words. Sing worship music. um, And let the the message of Christ, and again, the word of God dwell in you richly. Talk to other believers about the messages of uh, the Bible, about scripture, about stories. That should bring you peace. So when you hold on to your peace, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you see, what is that doing? It's fighting your battles for you, right? God's power is now fighting on your behalf because you're in a position of peace. You're not letting the situation move you because you're depending on a higher power who loves you. And that higher power is God himself, right? Let's give the proper name (laughs) and not be like people who say, I'm spiritual. I believe in a power up there. No, we're... We're spiritual in a way that we have the Holy Spirit and we believe in God, you know, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So anyway, you guys, I believe I covered all the parts of the armor of God. And all of this, uh, remember, Paul said that you need to bring it all together. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Again, this is in Ephesians 6.18. So it's basically it's saying you need to bring all this through prayer. Because when we pray... We are being in communication with God. We are fellowshipping with God so that it's it's really his armor that he's given us that protects us, right? So all of this has to be in prayer. So we're always in communication with God. And um, so that's about it, you guys. I think those were the last three pieces of the spiritual armor. And hopefully it made sense to you guys, but feel free to dig into it deeper. There's a lot of studies out there if you want to learn more about every piece of the armor, Uh, but it is spiritual battle. You know, we are in a spiritual battle, and we can fight it. Again, as children of God, as followers of Christ, we have access to these weapons that we should use and apply and have victory over them. So I'm going to end this teaching here. I hope it benefited you guys. And until the next teaching, God be with you, and God bless you.